on Triple M Mining HQ. Good morning and welcome to Mining HQ. I'm Pablo Miller and coming up on today's show, Chris Lamezia. He's going to be sitting down with the MD and CEO of Pure Battery Technologies, Bjorn. He's going to take us through how PBT has partnered with Poseidon Nickel and a refinery hub in Kalgoorlie is being built. Plus, I chat to Mike from Helix Resources, get an update from them over the last couple of months and what to expect for the remainder of 2022. Let's get into it. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Pablo. Good morning to you. This morning, we're going to say hello to the CEO and managing director of a company based in Brisbane called Pure Battery Technologies. On the phone, we've got Bjorn, Bjorn Zakarski. How are you, Bjorn? Yeah, good. Thank you, Chris. Good morning to you. Thanks for having me today. Oh, look, it's great to have you on the, on the phone. Now, we're talking about, what, 2017 when your business started in Brisbane. Is that correct? Yeah, just around the year end mark, about 2017, 2018. I think in 2017, we negotiated with the University of Queensland to uh, help them commercialize the technology that we took on board, and, and we got we got underway, so to speak, in 2018. Well, with the company Pure Battery Technologies, we know there's a, a global demand for batteries. What, what, what sort of rate is it growing at at the moment for nickel and cobalt? Are you referring to the, the growth of the, the of the demand for nickel and cobalt directly? Yes, which would be which would be about, you know, the market is forecasting there's a growth of about ten times in the next eight years. So by 2030, I think the market is anticipating that uh, from from 2021 figures, uh, the volume of nickel and cobalt required uh, nickel mostly required will end up being ten times what it is now, or when you put it in a more technical term, the amount of uh, chem material, cathode active material, will be 10 times of what it is now. And that also counts for the other material that go in a battery. So so beyond the, the business in Brisbane, I know you've got a connection with the global processing out of Germany. Is is that how it was derived? You saw the demand? No, no. I mean, the, 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 business, in, the business in Brisbane started purely on, on, uh, on a contact to the University of Queensland explaining that they found a really cool and clever technology to convert uh, nickel and cobalt concentrates directly into battery material, and we were uh, we had some prior dabbling in battery materials, um, coming out of a more commodity background, iron ore and coal, and we thought that it was warranted uh, us investing some time and money, and knowing that the demand for batteries would accelerate after we seen the Dieselgate scandal with the German car makers in the U.S. in 2016, 2017. And I think Tesla has been around at that point for a long time, and we have been involved in graphite for quite a while. So we knew that there was a big demand coming, and the technology really stood apart from everything else we've seen. And we started this business as an Australian business. And um, in eighteen nineteen, we looked at uh, establishing our first project in Australia. Um, we almost got there with a project in Townsville, um, processing uh, mixed hydroxide precipitate, which is MHP. It's a nickel cobalt concentrate that we would have sourced from the islands, from from Indonesia, uh, Papua New Guinea, and New, and New Caledonia. But uh, then COVID came, and um, the connection to Germany is got uh, not got originated right at that time. Um, we had a uh, a large, or we do have a large uh, um, a fan in a company called Kronimet, who is the largest ferro-nickel recycler in the world. And ferro-nickel means, you know, they recycle nickel out of steel, and out of industrial waste, and they were looking for solutions in battery recycling. And we put stuck our heads together in 2019 and figured out that our technology 
not only applies to processing primary feedstock out of the mining environment, but also secondary material out of the recycling environment. And uh, and Konimet was uh, um, very excited about that because they hadn't seen some simple, such simple and efficient technology before. And so they came on board as part of a, a collaborative research program in Australia. But at the same time, they also indicated that for us to demonstrate our technology in a in a very automotive-centric environment like Germany, they had an idea about a small refinery that we could look at uh, uh, implementing our technology and demonstrating that to the, you know, to the future relevant customers and buyers. And we did exactly that in, I think, two weeks before the COVID pandemic took took its course. We were able to sign a, a you know, a letter of interest with a small refinery in Germany in Hagen, which is near the city of Dortmund. Um, some soccer player might know that from being the second best league in uh, <laughs> soccer team in Germany next to Bavaria Munich. But um, um, so a small refinery that has a, 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 a large uh, uh, area uh, where the refinery is where the refinery is located on. So room for expansion, access to rail, uh, an environment that is pro-industrial development, um, but obviously looking after the environmental factors as well, which we do. Um, and um, and we were able to buy a refinery within six months, which would have cost us otherwise in terms of permitting probably three to four years and a lot of gray hair. So we that's where the German connection come, comes from. We uh, and, and despite the fact that I have a German background as well, has nothing to do with it. It had to do with simply um, looking at Europe, looking at the emerging cell makers and, and battery needs for the European slash German automotive industry and figuring out that would be a great location to present our technology and then having the opportunity to buy a refinery on probably, I always say we bought it probably on 10 cents or 5 cents on the dollar. So a significant lower amount of money than it would cost us to buy one. That's how we got our connection to Germany. Bjorn, now how did this work? You talk about two green low-cost pro- processes for producing critical battery minerals. Can you explain that? Yeah. Look, um, Chris, it's, it's, uh, to the educated, it, it, it's very simple. And to the uneducated, it might even be more simpler. But when people get mixed mixed metals in a, in a concentrated form, and they're trying to derive battery materials out of it, their most concern is to get rid of the impurities and separate all the metals so they can put them back together in a different arrangement to make a powerful cathode side of the battery. And um, our technology actually um, has, uh, has uh, um, I would say, pioneered a way where we don't focus on, on separating the metals we don't spend an abundant amount. Uh, uh, we don't spend a huge amount of energy and costs in 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 pricey chemicals to separate the metals from each other, then to remove them of the impurities to bring them back together. Our technology, which is called selective acid leaching technology and combined leaching technology, um, they keep the metals together, and for a fraction of the cost, we're able to get rid of all the impurities. I always use a party example. So you have a party of 100 people and there's 90 people that you really want to be there and 10, 10 of them are kind of disturbing the peace. Now you can spend all your money and all your effort of making sure that the 90 people go into separate rooms and they have you know, a magician entertain them here and they have good food in the other room and kind of try to separate out the 10 people that you don't want. Or you can simply just give the 10 people that you don't want a, 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 a Tesla voucher uh, not a Tesla, a Uber voucher, and they can go home. And that's exactly what we do is we spend a fraction of the amount of, uh, 
in, in our process to separate the good, uh, the bad from the good, and um, and and what's left over is all the good stuff that we need. Now this sounds uh, like exciting news: a refinery hub being built in Kalgoorlie. Correct. So after we bought the German refinery, we were able to demonstrate that we can do in large scale, uh, apply our technology in large scale. That means we process tons and tons of um, MHP as well as black mass. We kept on looking around where we would have a suitable project in Australia because we're an Australian company. And um, we partnered with Poseidon Nickel, um, which is a re-emerging nickel miner. And we shared our vision for the market and we shared our and we shared our view of the immense demand coming, you know, coming for for uh, nickel metal in particular for Australia and the opportunity, and um, and we we put our heads together and we determined that there is more there's a need for more than one extra refinery in Western Australia, and because we have using West, we're using Australian technology that was supported by the Aust- by Aus Industries previously. We um, we then uh, submitted our plan, the vision that we had for our company, as part of the uh, the uh, um, the government um, re- re- requests for for submissions um, to to fund uh, advanced manufacturing projects, and we were awarded 119.6 million dollars last year, or not last year, last financial year, but this year. By the by the by the government. Yes, this is currently under review, but but a, a, a rigorous due diligence process, which kind of demonstrates that Australia really wants to put their their money where their thinking is, i.e., making sure that critical minerals and and battery materials can be exported in an advanced form, not just as a dig and ship, but in an advanced form out of Western Australia. So our project in Western Australia, um, we are looking to kick that off in 2000. We kicked it off by doing our feasibility study now and finishing that by at the end of the year and start construction next year so we can start producing in 2024 and we want to do uh, enough battery material in a in a in a in a in a precursor cathode active material form to power in the stage number 1 500,000 vehicles and in stage number 2 up to 1 million vehicles and this will create uh, many new jobs i would imagine yeah look we anticipate that doing construction and the numbers are always fluent but um, we we think about 380 to 400 people in the construction phase. There will be almost 200 ongoing jobs. But we also did a economic impact study with the help of uh, with the help of one of the uh, um, accounting firms, and it indicated that there would be probably over the next six years there would be almost 1,200 jobs generated in the Kalgoorlie region, which is which is great outcome for Australia. Oh, Bjorn, we'd love to have you on Mining HQ again. Can we talk again down the track? Sure, no problem. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Always. The following interview on Mining HQ is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. This morning, Mike from Helix Resources joins us again. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Pablo. Now, rising demand for battery tech and electrification has been a real focus then placed on that conductive metals like copper. So Helix Resources, how does that sort of play into it? Because you're an all-in on copper, I hear, and uh, you're exploring at the moment uh, in New South Wales. Is that right? That's exactly right. Uh, I guess a couple of the key points, Pablo, is that that we've got this highly strategic land position, over 2,000 square kilometres in the Cobar region of New South Wales. And that is a prolific copper production area. In March of this year, we attracted the attention of a cohort of institutional investors and we were able to raise $12.5 million. 
And that was really focused on finding more copper in the Cobar region. Now, if you're a card player or a poker player, if you're all in, you're pushing all your chips to the middle of the table and backing your hand to win the pot. It's a bold move. And Helix is all in in respect of a healthy pot of cash focused entirely on the Cobra region with a team that's based in Orange, virtually on the footstep of our projects, mm -hmm. entirely focused on new copper discoveries. Well, let's let's talk about that Cobar region. What have you encountered to date? And are there similarities between your results and the other players in that space? We've, we've had some exciting results. And there are. And it's really important that there are similarities. There's two key players or styles of deposits in the area. Going all in means that we're committed to the prospectivity of the area. We really believe in it. And there are many of the deposits, such as to our north, the high-grade Constellation Copper Discovery of 2019, which is owned by Eris Resources. It was discovered by an electromagnetic geophysical survey method, or EM. So not long after I joined Helix in uh, January of last year, we flew a regional-scale EM survey. It's a deposit finder or a discovery tool and through that we generated over 20 high priority anomalies so hopefully some of these new anomalies will turn into new copper discoveries just as they have for our neighbors to the north and then if you look at our western group of tenements we're also there are similarities that we're doing extensive drilling on an advanced project that we have there called Cambelago. and there we're looking for cobar style deposits such as the large-scale high-grade CSA mine, which sold in April for over a billion dollars US. And on that drilling program, we're getting very positive results. High grade copper, such as 14 meters at 4.4% copper in the main load. And importantly, more recently, just like in the CSA deposit, we're now starting to find parallel load positions, which we are drill testing right now as a speed. Now, I understand you recently are looking to explore the region further. How important is that future exploration work it's it's vitally important as i said earlier in our discussion that we've just raised 12 and a half million dollars believe it or not we've still got just under 12 million left <laughs> so it's incredibly important to do that regional work that kind of funding means you can do that scale of work to methodically work up your targets such as that large scale airborne geophysics program i spoke about earlier or the 13,000 sample auger program that we announced last week and th with that money, with that treasury position, we can afford to build up and test targets. Ultimately, exploration is a numbers game. The more targets that you test, the greater chance of a discovery. And we have a large underexplored ground position, entirely prospective, and we've got the money. And, and I guess that's why we are all in on copper and cobalt. Well, Mike, with Diamond RC, the drilling's all underway. What, what are some key results investors should be looking out for for Helix over the next six months? Look, now, now that we've ramped up in terms of our funding position, but also in terms of our staffing, expecting ongoing flow of assays. We've been drilling for all of the year. The assay labs are you know, we're, we're full up and the assay results are starting to come out. And we have an ongoing reverse circulation drilling program looking at both earlier stage targets and some more advanced targets. And those assays should be you know, really starting to hit their pace early mid-September. And then we've also got several regional scale programs where hopefully we can report to people and demonstrate that those earlier stage targets are being advanced 
and develops, and hopefully some of them will flow through to more advanced targets. So it'll be news flow consistently, and it'll be all about copper in that prolific Cobar copper region. You can find out more through helixresources.com.au. Mike, appreciate your time again on Minor HQ. Thank you for your interest, Pablo. For the very latest mining news in WA, stream the Mining HQ podcast. Available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.